Welcome to the Her Podcast. I'm Megan. I'm CJ. And I'm Erica. We are exploring purpose and connection in business and life through our very own honest everyday ramblings. Today we're talking about boundaries, why we love them and why you need to set them yesterday. The word boundary can get a bad rap. It can sound scary and negative, but what we actually know is that setting boundaries is such a positive thing. And an important piece of being an entrepreneur and a business owner, a parent, and in all relationships, I know we have a lot to share on this topic, so let's kick off the conversation. I always have a wedgie. (laughs) Maybe I need bigger panties. (laughs) I tried Skims not underwear. Thrilled with that. I know my underwear are always like up to my boobs. Like, can I parachute with them? <laughs> yes. But are they comfortable? Yes. yes. I'm wearing the ones I bought <clears throat> when I um, had Nate, and I would like knew I was having a C-section. Those are some old underwear. Yeah, man, but they are trusty. They they're like them. you gotta have those ones. So we're talking about boundaries today, <clears throat> which I'm really excited about. I think this is a great topic. But before we do that, there's a couple things that I wanted to share with you guys. The first is actually with the audience is thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the love. Seriously, Um, you guys. Thank you. You're the best. We love you. Um, (laughs) You guys have been sending in feedback into Instagram, our DMs. And first of all, thank you. We absolutely love hearing it. And we just want to encourage you guys to continue to share with us because it just lifts our little podcast hearts up. And we always love knowing what you guys like from the episode. So let us know. The second thing is, and Megan and CJ don't know this because I'm primarily in the DMs, is that someone messaged us and I'm going to just read you what they text, what they messaged us. This is um, from Leah. She says, just listening to the first part of your podcast. The Vegas, okay, so sorry, let me rephrase. This is from our solo one. Yes. Where we talked about traveling. Our first episode. Yes, so where she says. Megan went to Vegas where Megan went to Vegas sometimes. <laughs> so, just listening to the first part. The Vegas convo reminded me of the time we went on family vacation. I was eight at the time with my four siblings. We went to Vegas as part of the road trip. We went in a casino and my dad sat us all at our own slot machine and we were all gambling. <laughs> A very large police officer escorted us out. That's the best babysitter. That's it. That's Before iPads. 80s dad move right there. Like, okay, family, we're just going to go to Vegas and uh, I'll get you lined up at the slots. That is hilarious. Here's some bennies. (laughs) Increasing those odds of winning. (laughs) They were like, I got four kids. Illegal. But. So we loved this. I had such a good laugh this morning, which led me to the thought that if you hear something on our podcast and you can relate or you have your own story, please send it in. We'd love to share it with everybody. Uh, maybe in the future we'll have to do some mini sews. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love right? that. And also if you That'd just have great. funny travel stories, cause we talked about that last time, please share with us. We'd love to read them all together. It's, it's a good time for us. So love. with that being said, we're ready to talk about boundaries 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 are so important let's get into it so personal boundaries are the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationships okay miriam webster defines a boundary as something that indicates or fixes a limit or extent 
And then a few synonyms for the word boundary are bound, cap, confine, end, extent, limitation. So what comes to mind for you when I say the word boundary? I, I'm such a visual person. So when you say that, do you actually want me to answer? Yeah. Okay. When you say that, I immediately, I'm like, and I feel like I should explain what I'm doing and mm. you can see it on the video. I almost like feel like putting my hands up like across me and being like, boundary. Stop. Like the, yeah. Like almost like you shall not pass. Yes. <laughs> Lord of the Rings vibes. The troll under the bridge. <laughs> I'm like, no. Well, that's funny because I got a visual of a fence is oh, what yeah. came oh, for yeah. me. Right. So like similar. Like a boundary oh, line. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how does it, how does the word, I'm going to go off here, yeah. how does the word boundary feel for you? If those are your visuals, I'm curious, how does it feel when I say, CJ set a boundary? Oh my gosh. This is getting really I hard. so <laughs> fast. I'm, I'm like, like, I don't like I am this. in a therapy this session. What happens when you right put now. me in charge of the flow coordination? <laughs> <laughs> I get positive vibes and also just like, you know, uh, boundaries are hard for me to express to other people sometimes because I, you know, it's protecting and loving of yourself, but to put those in place because I care what other people think and how they're perceiving that boundary, which is what I am really seeing, um, working on to release personally is the opinion of the other person on the other end. As long as I have been kind and respectful that it's okay for me to have a boundary and someone else can agree with that boundary or they can be upset by it, but that's their choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Erica, how does it feel for you when I say Erica set a boundary? We're all melting into puddles over here. And I'm like, you guys can't see this right now, but I'm on one side of the table and the girls are on the other side of the table. So I do, it's kind of like a couples therapy. We do need therapy. therapy. Um, And you guys are kind of a couple because you're business partners. We say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, boundaries are funny for me because I'm quite an open book for the most part. Um, I really, what I think with boundaries with me is I don't have many, but the ones I have are very strong. Like, Mm. I'm like, you can come all the way to here. And then like, there's no way you're getting through that boundary. Like that's like very, so I think I somewhat have an unhealthy relationship with them because I don't, I don't really have them. But then the ones I have are probably sometimes too extreme. Like I'm like, absolutely not. I won't, I won't change this or whatever. Mm. So boundaries are something I'm working on. I mean, just the other day, I, I, CJ and I were talking, um, because I primarily do, well, I do all the editing for this podcast and we were talking about something and adding in something to an episode I've already dealt with. And I literally was like, this is a boundary. I'm not going and doing anything else with that episode. Like we're not like, and maybe that's not the right term boundary, but I was just like, no, this is like a hard, no, I'm not doing that. Um, so I think like anything I'm working on it, but that primarily I, I don't have them or I do. And they're so severe. Do you think it's because you only have a couple that you just like hang on to those ones as like, no, I think it's because my boundaries that I have are so integral, I think, to who I am at my Mm. core that I'm super careful with that. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm so, you know, I think people would say about me that I'm like, I think most people would be like, Erica's an open book and I am about like all of this stuff over here. And I'm like waving my hand being like, you can look at all of this, but then the boundaries I hold because they're so integral to who I am are like very precious to me. And I'm like, yeah, 
I don't know if that answered your question. I don't even remember your yeah. question. I was just rambling. <laughs> Do you? Well, these are our honest everyday ramblings, guys. <laughs> well, this is true. Yeah. How do you feel when the word boundaries mm. comes up? Um, yeah. It's different than us. Yeah. I think that if someone says, if I'm setting a boundary, that feels very different than if someone else is setting a boundary. <laughs> right? I instantly want to be like, why? Yeah. And then that's like it's kind of like the boundary. Yeah. Because it's, well, I think, I think boundaries can be just, we think they have to be this like big, heavy line. And I think they can be, boundaries can, can be, I don't want to say fluid because that's not the right word. Shifting. But, uh, shifting. Moving, yeah. Ad- adapting. Adaptive. Boundaries adaptive. can be adaptive. That's exactly it. Depending on the situation. Isn't that, that's good, CJ. Boundaries can be adaptive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that in some cases they have to be, right? And it depends on the situation or the person or the, you know, season in your life that you might shift that boundary a little bit. I think that, um, I think that I've always set boundaries, but I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would maybe just be like, no, I'm not going to do that and not feel the need to explain. I just like intrinsically knew that was just like not the vibe. But I think that having an open conversation as to why, like most of my boundaries that I had set in place had to do with my capacity and need for rest. But I don't think I explained that to anybody like in the situation or the time. But I think had I communicated better, um, there would have been better understanding or reasons why, or people maybe would have understood my reasoning why versus like, oh, Megan just said no, or Megan doesn't want to, or, you know, she's not going to do something she doesn't want to do. Well, and people read into boundaries, mm. right, is what happens. And so you may be setting a boundary because you need rest. And the person on the other side is like, oh, Megan doesn't like me, or she doesn't want to do that with me, or, you know, sets their own narrative for the boundary that you've set, which could be an incorrect interpretation of the boundary. So like, do you guys think that when you set a boundary, do you guys think, do you need to say why you're setting the boundary or do you ever give? That was literally what I was going to say. Okay. I'm like, do you give like a reason? You know what I mean? And, or be like, you know that someone could interpret it this way. So maybe it's not like the whole reasoning, right? But it's like, I need rest right now. And so I can't do that. Right. Instead of being like, no, I can't go to that. Mm. I think actually maybe, and as we were, kind of discussing that I was processing because I'm like, why do I have such a weird relationship with boundaries? And I'm like, I think I am. My go-to is to feel the need to explain myself to people. Justification. Justification. I'm very much like, I can't just say to someone, no, I can't do that because I hate letting people down. Um, I, I always immediately have to be like, well, it's because, you know, it's harvest and I have my three kids and we're trying Mm. to sell our house. And then, and in my head, I'm like, then people will understand. And I think, you know, I have um, a history of people in my life who I feel have always kind of, I've felt like, and they probably haven't, but I have always felt like they've had the expectation that I need to explain myself. Like almost like your nature versus nature versus nurture but like your environment has been conducive to you having to do that because people have expected yeah you to have reasoning behind having a boundary but you feel like you always have to give people a good reason yeah like i need to explain to you why i need rest but but do you because well, i don't think you do and and what defines a good reason because a good reason should be i don't want to yeah that actually should be suffice but i find with most people it's like well, why not? And mm-hmm. I think I've always struggled, which in turn, maybe that's the thing is I have found 
that with boundaries, maybe I try to have boundaries and I feel like they get easily broken. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, I'm sure that's what my husband would say. My husband would be like, <laughs> you do all the things you say you're not going to do. And then you like do it because of pressure. So then these boundaries that I hold, I'm almost the, com- I'm like, my brain's going everywhere right now. I'm mm. almost the polar opposite is it's like, I always picture it kind of like a room and then there's like a door and I'm like, I'll let everyone kind of push me over. You know, I'll do all the things people want me to do, even if I'm trying to set a boundary, but then the boundaries I have, I feel no need to explain them. I'm just like, no, does that make sense? Yeah. Like you let things get to a certain point, but then after that, like door slammed, I have, um, a question. Do you feel that you needed to explain or have like a good reason for setting a boundary more when you were younger versus now. And I, I asked this because something that just came up for me was, um, you know, maybe all your girlfriends are going out for a night and you just don't want to go. Did you feel like I used to have to feel like I needed a really good explanation or like to justify to people why I didn't want to go or like I had to be sick, you know, or whatever. And it, part of it comes from the place of like, that was just like the age you're at. You want all your friends to come out. You want, you know, but you feel, I felt used to feel this pressure. And then when I feel pressured to do something, I will rebel against it. Right. So I'll push against it. Um, and then like my friend Tracy used to say like, Megan doesn't want to do something. She's not fucking doing it. You know what I mean? And so, but I feel like then had I maybe communicated to my friends better how I was feeling or why instead of just shutting down that that time or those times in my lives maybe would have looked different but do you think that more comes from like growing up in maturity I of like standing firmer in your boundaries do you think like do you feel that you have to explain yourself more now versus when you were younger or vice versa does that make sense yeah it absolutely makes sense i think at the core of like a boundary and i think this is circling back to like what i was trying to ask is like do does does it help to have communication around a boundary yeah right and we're kind of defining like what that might look like and i think it's probably each person yeah because for some people they might be like i'm happy this is my boundary and I'm actually happy to share why it's a boundary. Mm. And then other people are like, this is a boundary and the boundary in itself is something that I'm not going to talk about. Mm. I think that for me, your question, Megan, I think I'm just coming into a space again. I I don't even know. This is such an, I didn't realize this topic was going to be so interesting to me until we're like talking about it because I've been working through boundaries and I've been working through like what my boundaries look like and the unhealthy relationship I have with them. And so I think I'm like, even now I find myself in situations feeling the need to be like, Hey, this is what's going on. And so this is why I need you to understand it. Mm. And I think my boundaries lack of whatever we're going to call it comes from a place of like that justification of always needing people to understand my side Mm. so that I can rest easy Mm -hmm. in my boundary. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So then like, how does, what does a healthy boundary look like for you? It's okay. If you don't know. I mean, I think a healthy boundary goes back to your core values of who Mm. you are as a person. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think if you're not walking out authentically who you want to be in the world, then you're not having healthy boundaries in place, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're going against who you are authentically are made to be at your core. And so a healthy boundary is anything that 
keeps you in your space healthy, right? And that can be like emotionally, spiritually, Mm -hmm. physically, right? Like all of these different spheres. Well, and I was going to say to that, like when I think I'm trying to in the moment think about my boundaries and I'm trying to think about the things that I hold very dear to me. And I would say a lot of that is also the feeling I think when discussing this boundary or what it brings up in you when you're faced with holding that boundary. Mm. So I know, um, I've had some boundary. I have some boundaries in my life that as soon as, and that kind of people start to like press up against that, that door I'll say, cause I'm, I'm very um, visual. Um, I bristle and I get quite like backed into a corner And so in my head, I'm like, probably not healthy that I'm in probably such a place that I'm like, I don't even want to go here. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas I think, and maybe that comes from a place of not being secure in my boundaries either. And that's probably why I'm so severe with them because I'm actually not secure in them. Mm. Right. Because I think we all say this. It's like that when you really don't care what people think, you don't have to say it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to say, I don't care what people think when you don't, because everyone just knows that you don't. So I think this whole, well, something that you just said, and I wrote down is setting boundaries versus holding the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Cause we can set all the boundaries we want, but the Mm -hmm. real work is in holding them. Right. And like we said, they can be, what did we say again? Adaptive. Adaptive. Boundaries can be adaptive, but setting boundaries for me used to feel really uncomfortable because it's just like, I don't know, am I setting this out of fear? Am I setting it too late? Am I going to offend people? Um, is it going to work for me? Is it not? And I think you can set all the boundaries you want. You know, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, or I will only accept X, Y, Z, but you can setting it and holding it are two different things. Setting is just saying what you're going to do. Holding it is the action. Well, and it might, you might hold it with different people differently. Absolutely. Right? Because I'm, I'm thinking about my husband, Nick and our history and we're, you know, we've known each other forever. And when I think about these, like, I don't have a boundary that I think he doesn't, isn't allowed into that space. Right. Like we're, mm. we're very close. We're, we're best friends, but I would say he's probably the only person mm-hmm. who, I feel the exact same way, that, like who gets through and sees it all. Um, and I would say like you two see sides of me that it, it'd be a very small amount. I would say with people mm-hmm. like get to no, it's fine. Who, who get to see that kind of like innermost part of me. Right. Hey everybody, Erica here. So something you may not know about me is that I absolutely love checking out new spots in our city. And what's really important to me when I'm checking out these new spots are atmosphere and options. And I was not disappointed when I checked out Better Brother Brewing Co. Truthfully, guys, I'm not actually a beer drinker, but the two samples they gave me were amazing. I actually really enjoyed them. I had the raspberry blonde and the crushable, which side note, tasted like an orange cream skull. So definitely going back for that one. But honestly, if you're not a beer drinker, my other favorite thing they had was root beer and it was so good. They gave me a couple cans to take home and no, I did not share them. You guys definitely need to go check this place out. As soon as I walked in, I knew this was going to be the space that I took Nick for our post harvest dinner. It's so cool. It's right downtown. You can check them out on socials at Better Brother Brewing Co. or their website at betterbrotherbrewing.com. Happy tasting.
Well, I don't know if that's normal, but I feel the same way, mm-hmm. right? Like Ben passes all the way through that, right? To the core of who I am. And then my circle is very small. Mm-hmm. I think that that in itself is a boundary, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I was talking to a friend the other day. Her name's Tanika. Hi, Tanika. And oh, she I'm said, she, yeah, she said something to me. We were out for coffee and um, she has been doing some stuff on social media that I think is so great. But whenever you're doing something, um, there's always going to be people who might not agree with it no matter what you're doing well, that's the game of social that's media the game. and so i said to her i said how do you like handle that like how do you um feel when people want to like speak into what you're doing and she was like um i let i let the circle of people who influence me is very small mm. and i loved that because i was like i think too often i haven't had a boundary in the people that i let influence my life and instead i've let every what is it tom dick and harry you know comment on something and let it influence what i'm doing instead of setting that boundary that's like i actually and you don't have to say it but it's like not giving permission to people Mm. to let them influence your life right i think that that just ties really well into like you know setting boundaries and maintaining them in the social media realm because like you said every tom dick and harry or whatever like you put something out on social media if you have a public account literally anybody can see it anybody can comment on it anybody can share it and it's like how do you protect your yourself or set boundaries for yourself or your business within that social media realm and i don't know if i think i'm figuring that out still i don't know if if like you guys have any insight on that or what that might feel like i think it's just for me it's really it goes back to i don't care what anybody thinks yeah <laughs> you know i think for me social media and this has taken some uh, and it will always be developing and growing but social media for me has really become a place to express myself and be silly and fun and so a boundary for me with my social media and if you follow me maybe you've noticed i'm not political on my social media mm-hmm. basically about anything yeah like, like I won't share anything that is, and maybe some people will stand there and go, well, you have a platform, you should be speaking out on things. And I'm like, and this is maybe one of those boundaries that I'm more maybe loose with and more open to just being like, I don't want to like, that's a boundary for me is that I'm here to, to have fun. And so much of my life is serious that I'm like, I'm over here dancing in a field and I'm not going to share my political opinion. Yeah. Right. But for a lot of people, that boundary doesn't make sense to them well and that ties back to like other people's expectations of you your personal space your personal account your personal opinions you know and it's like you said it it's your space you're choosing to do with it what you want to do with it and if you choose that you want to share something then you'll share it but i think that we fall into that you know other people have this expectation of, of I'll use social media as example, like creators or business accounts or whoever who have a platform. Everybody has a platform. First of all, if you have a social media account, you have a platform. Um, but maybe people have a bigger reach or something like that. And, you know, if something happens in the world and that person's not sharing about it, they get attacked. Well, I saw so many people say like, I just because I didn't share anything right now doesn't mean I'm not learning about it or I'm not, I'm also not going to put something out that I don't know anything about. Right. So pause, I'm going to learn about it. I'm reading, I'm researching, I'm educating myself and they still don't have to share. Yeah. I was right. That doesn't mean that they're not impacted or, I mean, everybody's human. If we're all putting out the same thing just for sake of putting it out, is that authentic? No. Yeah. But it, 
um, just kind of goes back to the fact that like, just because you don't see somebody doing something doesn't mean they're not doing it. Well, there's so much we don't see behind the scenes. You said this on our last podcast and my mom actually pointed it out and she was like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. Right. And Mm -hmm. this just completely comes back to that. Like you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are doing work behind the scenes and whether that's with their, you know, friend group or their close inner core. Right. And sometimes that's not fully publicized. I mean, my life is not very publicized, you know? Yeah. And that's where you get people assuming things. And then conversations spiral and stories spiral. And it's just like, if you don't go back to those boundaries that you've set. And maybe one of my boundaries is I just don't care what people think. Like my boundary is what you think is your opinion is valid. Everybody's opinions and feelings are valid. But, you know, I'm not going to necessarily let things impact me mentally, spiritually, physically that I don't like I don't know if that makes sense I don't know I think the other thing with social media because we're talking about it and maybe this is my flippant answer to people but I'm always just like you know you have every right to unfollow like if you do not like what I'm doing if you do not like that I'm not sharing about this that or this person or what's going on in the world here um feel free to unfollow I don't care that I actually am like yeah all good no hard feelings, best of luck. The other thing I find very interesting, and I know this is kind of maybe going away from social, uh, from boundaries, maybe it's not, but what I find so interesting about social media, and I've experienced this a lot, is people um, DMing me and being like, why aren't you speaking out about this? Mm. Why aren't you talking about this? And my, and my question a lot of times to them is, do you even know where I stand on this subject? Mm-hmm. Because you might not want me to speak out about it. Cause I might not actually agree with you, mm-hmm. but people are like assuming things about you. And you're mm-hmm. like, it, which is always funny to me. Cause I'm like, I'm so goofy on my, I'm like, I don't know how you would, maybe I've said stuff before that you'd be like, Oh, you would think this way or that way. But I'm like, it's very interesting to me what people, well, they just assume based just on like assume. who you are or what they, their values are. Or they're yes. like, Oh, you're friends with this person or yes. in this circle, or you live here, or you have this occupation. And so you should have this viewpoint. And it's like, yeah. that's we project inaccurate. Yeah. We project our assumptions onto other people yeah like unless you've asked and actually taken the time to clarify like where that person stands or you're you know close enough to them you oftentimes don't know well and i find it very interesting the level of seriousness that people put on and i'm just going to speak from a place of content creation like like i said to this one person this one time they messaged me and they're like why haven't you shared about this and i was like first of all like who am i Like, I'm not a newscaster. I am not Mm. educated in this area. And for some reason, you want me to be the voice? Mm. Like, I'm like, check your facts. Because, like, (laughs) I'm not the person who should probably be like, let me educate. Yeah. Right? Since when have personal accounts become news? Oh, my word. Well, well, that's the thing. (laughs) Social media. Right? And not fact-checking. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that's just it. Moving on. Anyways, that went on a rant. That's Sorry. what we do here. That's, oh, that's really what we good. do. So how do you protect your energy when you, I mean, okay, we can talk about protecting your energy from the social media world, but also like, I think pr- protecting your energy is a boundary or part of setting boundaries, right? So when you're working with other people, like your customers, your clients, your community, like what things do you maybe put in place or like how do you maintain protecting your own energy in situations? Because everything's an energy exchange, right? And we're very vulnerable, whether we believe that or not, we're very vulnerable to other people's energies. Well, and I think that 
maybe I, Erica, I don't know what you think, but like we can probably continue to get better on it. And it's actually something we're exploring even this week that we've been talking about is just like how, what our goals are, right. And what that looks like. And so what comes to mind immediately is even just like tactical things of how people can reach you and times Mm, that people can reach out to you. Right. And I'm like, that's, you know, for us and our clients and our business, right? Like what days we sign off of social media or what times we'll like go on and answer or like, do we, you know, how we sort of set up our business structure of responding to people has in some sense put in a boundary, I guess, and and not an unsaid one. Right. But it's like, I think I'm like, just not good at this stuff. Like I'm just like, (laughs) okay, I think that is untrue. No, but I feel like I'm a hundred percent way too accessible. Like I absolutely am. I will answer messages at all times. I will, you know, ignore my family to do something for work. Mm. And so I think I'm in this process Mm. of figuring out moving forward, how you set those boundaries with everybody. Right. Because when you allow yourself to be as accessible as you are, you're setting that expectation for people immediately that they expect you to be accessible whenever they want. They expect you to drop things to answer their question or, you know, fulfill something that they need. So it sounds to me, and maybe I'm wrong, that we could talk about setting boundaries with yourself. Like, how do you set boundaries with yourself? Does that make sense when I say that? Like, I think we're focusing on the boundaries that we set for other people, but I send a lot of boundaries for myself. And maybe that is tied in so much because I talk about capacity a lot. So maybe to maybe they're the same thing. I'm just thinking of this now. Maybe to me, my capacity are my boundaries. Checking with what, you know, I'm capable of handling or where I'm at physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Maybe those are my boundaries. No, I completely agree with that. I think that, again, circling back to like where you get your values from is how you set your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And setting boundaries for yourself is, is the most important, not necessarily how you set them with other people, but like it stems from who you are at your core, right? So for me, I guess I can just like talk practically, but I'm like, I now, you know, Friday afternoon, supper time at the very latest, you know, I'm taking Friday supper till all day Saturday to not be on social media Mm. is something that I'm doing lately. James Clear from Atomic Habits has a book. And so he talks about setting up your life to make it easily flow for what you do want and way more friction for what you don't want. Oh, So on my physical phone right now, what I do want, I put at the front of my phone and what I want to have more friction for, I put at the end of my phone. Mm. So on my first screen is it's uh, like a faith first is what I have on my first screen. And my second screen is my meditation and my notes app. And then my third screen, it goes into my calendar and the weather and like Mm. Google maps. And then my fourth screen is work. And I have removed my physical mail symbol, like my email symbol from the bottom of my phone. And it is on my fourth screen. Oh my god! So I cannot just go click on it. And same with like Instagram and all of these things. Like I have to like physically give myself friction. (laughs) I need to do that. Erica's like, what? That seems like so much work. I'm literally like, never done that. <laughs> but how many times, how many times do you mindlessly, myself anyways, open Instagram, open email, open whatever, when I like literally just close them, why do I need to open them again? But it's like a habit. That's yes. so interesting. So you've really set boundaries there. Yes. 
Yes. And it makes like a complete difference, right? Because when I open my phone now and I've even, okay, this is so far. Oh my gosh, I'm going to seem so extreme. But like I've set my background to ask myself a couple questions when I log in. I love that. You know, so on my back screen, like it asks like, I don't know what it says right now, but like, does this align with what you want? You know, something like that. Or like, is this? Yeah. Let's see. Read it. That's so cool. It says, does this align with my goals? Will this get me closer to who I want to be? Right. And so when I open that, I could be like, (sighs) Erica's laughing at me. I'm just like, well, it's so silly. I think I'm just like, I'm so extreme. You could never just literally like, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But I use that for everything. Like I go to the grocery store and I'm like, is this going to make me who I want to be? Okay. That is extreme. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. She's I'm like, sorry. well, this pineapple health- make me who I want to be. No, I'm on a health journey, you guys, right now. No, and that's so good. I'm dealing with some health issues, and so it's really important to me to like think further than just like the immediate gratification mm. of what I'm consuming in my body because I'm trying to deal with something. So, how are those chocolate bars before? <laughs> As we literally just- was like <laughs> feeling the guilt from like I'm like I'm not human. I make mistakes, and so I'm like I am not perfect. So you do need to know that in what I've set up, like I do all sorts of things that are not aligned with who I am, and I'm working through that. Obviously, I think so. so No one needs to think that I am perfect. I literally (laughs) just ate a chocolate bar, which does not align. Well, yeah, I'm not a green eating machine. No, but it'll upset your stomach. Yeah, I'm just dealing with stuff right now. Yeah, that health wise, you have to be conscious of what you're doing in Mm -hmm. order to eliminate and be healthier. You're intentional, absolutely, and you're that's a good boundary that you set to like. you've set your own boundaries and stuck stuck to them i think that's so good i love that you have those questions on your phone like i i'm obsessed with it right now i love it okay give me one sec here because that kind of stuff is good i just like don't have the energy to set it up yeah that's fine you know what i did it in like i couldn't sleep one night and so i just took an hour and i just did it and i started moving things and then again i'm Someone out there tell me that they do what I do, but I'm like, that I'm not alone. <laughs> I have changed. I've started changing the covers of the apps. Oh, what? Which you can like create a shortcut. So like the background of my apps is like now black and you can like name it what you want it to be named. So you can put like an emoji at like, uh, I am going oh. way too far at this point, but I don't I even know how to unlock my phone. <laughs> really diving into a new territory recently. And so if you're on the journey, great. And if you're not, that's a great too. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now and let them talk. CJ knows so much stuff. (laughs) Okay. We're talking about capacity, which is like my favorite topic in the world. Um, But so I want to ask being aware of your personal capacity. How has that helped to shape your boundaries and what that looks like for you? I feel literally useless in this conversation because I'm like, I'm like, I, my capacity is, Oh, am I burnt out? Okay. So you allow it to get that far. I think I, I think I have a very, um, I'll just do it attitude. Yes. But I'm also like not, I would not call myself necessarily like a go-getter, but I'll like, you know, I'm, uh, but you are, I was like, like, but I was going to say, I have such a a mentality of like, I'll just do it. Like it's easier if I just don't have to, Mm. I think my brain reaches capacity quite quickly. And so what happens is I'll be like, so for instance, we're in harvest right now and I need childcare. And instead of like trying to even explain it to Nick, I'll be like, I'll just deal with it. Mm. You know, instead of like trying to make it work so like he can maybe take the kids to the farm, I'll be like, it's okay, I'll just do it. And it's like, I get to capacity very quickly up here. Do you think that because, do you think you feel like it's just easier in the moment yes. for you to deal like with I'm it? Like I'm literally like, it's easier but, than me trying to explain it. Trying to explain it is going to take more out of me than me just doing it. Okay. So then you have, but if you're doing all of these things, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'm burnt out. Mm-hmm. do you have it's any fun. it's fun 
it's not it's fun. Good. No, and hitting burnout is like not burn, a, yeah. a great place it's, to be, right? Burnout is actually traumatic. It's very traumatic. Mm. So are there things that you think you could set in place or that you're watching for to avoid hitting that place of burnout? Like, can you see it coming or are you just like on autopilot or pushing through, so to speak, or doing all the things and then you wake up one day and you're like, I'm done. Or can you see it coming? Cause I can see it coming usually. So that's when I start making adjustments, but it took me a very long time to get there. Like a very long time. I am in a season of getting really close to burnout. And so I have communicated, I don't know if to both of you, but for sure to Erica, right. Yeah. I'm like, I like was talking to my husband the other day and I was like, I am going over larger and larger speed bumps mm. and heading towards destruction. I again. like that analogy though. It's you know? like not good as it is. That's a good analogy and a good visual for people as to like, here, I can see it coming, but I'm still going. Well, and just placing those speed bumps in your life, yeah. right? So that you can slow yourself down. What and are your speed bumps? She can't say because one sitting beside her. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is not. This beautiful no. girl in this beautiful dress is my speed bump. This is my speed bump. A speed bump is not a bad thing. A speed bump is like, hey, slow down. When I'm right, your physical, um, like, I viewed a speed bump as a problem. I think a speed bump is like, Kate, check yourself. You need to slow down. So, like, you are a speed. I'm like, you are in the way. <laughs> I love how different this is for us, though. I do. Because like, you're just like, no, move along. You, you think you're going to slow me down? You got another thing coming. I'm like, I'm going to find a different route. Because <laughs> I'm resourceful and I'm going to go get it. And I'm gonna on, my, on my way to burnout. And I'll see you when I get there. <laughs> Peace, everyone. I'm right to there. And then Erica is uh, asleep for the whole month of December. Like she was last year. Because she Actually, was burned out. Every single dis- I think probably. I think with. Um, I'm probably learning probably more physically mm. when I see myself burning out because of the therapy I do right with body talks that I'm probably more aware like as soon as as soon as something like comes up I'm like oh something's going on mm. and then I go and I deal with it so maybe it's like oh no I just feel useless in this conversation you're, you're, you're not doing a great job. this is valuable I think it's people are learning from this all angles <laughs> I'm done I do not want no to talk about this task Erica's got her fence up can't talk to me can't talk to me but I think physical, like rest, right? Like how oh. tired your body is. Are yeah. you irritable? Yep. Right? Um, do your does your brain just physically feel like foggy and overwhelmed? Right? Like are you seeing symptoms of unhealth, like unhealthy symptoms? Like right? Unhealthy like eating habits. You know what I mean? Kind of like sickness, mm-hmm. right? Like those type of things. Are they starting to come up for you? I think that those are all signs of you know. Are you pulling away? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you retreating mm-hmm. away from everything, and mm-hmm. you just like want to? dissolve into yourself well i think i have probably i have such a like with that fight or flight mentality like i know i air into fight right like i fight flight or freeze freeze. right um and i definitely air into fight Mm. and so i think i don't know i'm I'm not okay this is gonna sound so bad this is gonna sound like i'm like pumping myself up because i have last december i was extremely sick in december and usually in december i get sick and it literally takes me out and I usually end up in the hospital because I'm that ill. Um, but I feel like that's what happens is I go so hard until the end of the year and then I die for a month and then I come back and I just like do it again. How's that working for you? Well, I mean, it's just a month. So, you know, <sighs> well, I like, I feel like I used to do that. Like, yeah. I used to like push myself. Right. And I think and mine like, was till January. Then I was out of commission. And, and right? I don't feel the burnout 
as like if this makes sense like i know i know you're like how's that working for you and i'm like well you know i mean it's over <laughs> like it's not it's not great but i'm also like it's not like i'm experiencing something all year does that make sense it's like mm-hmm. i can deal with being tired i think i have again i don't view myself as tough or i view myself in that way but i think i've developed some type of a lifestyle that goes like this is how it is so i just got to deal right it's hard Mm -hmm. so now you just deal with the hard Mm -hmm. and then you go to bed and wake up the next morning (laughs) carry the same load until you get to december but do you want to know what i don't feel that way when i wake up in the morning like i lately it's been hard this has been a, a hard season for us um we're selling our house and i just hate this process i can't even describe how much i hate it well they say that moving is one of the most stressful things oh my gosh i thought i was people. having a heart guys yeah. I, didn't even t- I thought i was having a heart attack last yeah. night or yesterday we were working although it was my right arm it was on my left <laughs> and i know it's different in women and men but you didn't tell me all of a sudden my ri- my hand was like not working and then it like went up my arm and into my chest and i was literally like no, I think I'm okay. <laughs> I was like, and then pause. she held the box she was holding, and then for a I just held the doing? box while my face went slack. Oh, no, just geez. kidding. But I think that I go to bed and I'm exhausted, and I feel like I can turn to Nick and be like, I'm burnt out. But I think I'm also good at being like, I'm burnt out today, and I ne- don't necessarily carry it. Or I've been really good at just maybe it's not good. Maybe it's like the ignoring of it and being like it it is what it is and so i can either be like right i'm feeling this way or i can be like or have you maybe just found ways to recharge yourself i think probably i do i recharge alone yeah recharge just being quiet and i think it doesn't take much for me to recharge either maybe that's the thing i know some people feel the need to go on like personal retreats and i'm like probably an afternoon yeah right to just be alone is great I think that you're really aware, but yeah, I think I'm self-aware. So maybe my boundaries and my burnouts and all these things are like, for some reason they feel manageable, probably unhealthy, but manageable. Well, and also sometimes we haven't taken time to step back Mm -hmm. and like, look at it from a new, like from a, like a far perspective angle. So like absolutely day to day, like you are killing it and you are making it work, you know? And I guess my curiosity and you can do this on or off air is like, have you stepped back to be like, okay, this, this is now a little bit of a cycle am I happy with that? Right. And if you are, then great. And if not, then, um, yeah, that's really well said the way you put that, like stepping back. I think, yeah. Cause I think we sometimes all in the moment, that. right. We're like, no, I'm managing day to day. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes you're like, okay, but like, I know I've had to step back and look at my life and be like, okay, what are my cycles? Yeah. <laughs> because there are things what that I, I do repeating? cyclically. Right. And like, I repeat myself. And so I'm like, okay, what has happened before in the past multiple times and what do I want to adjust about it? There's things that I'm like, okay, that's the natural rhythm of life. And I'm okay with that to be cyclical. And then there's things where I'm like, nope, that is not, I don't want that to be my narrative of that natural rhythm of life. And I want to adjust that for myself. I had a therapist one time say to me, like I was talking about like being in this cycle and he's like, okay, so what you're describing to me, is like most people will call that a cycle. It's not actually a cycle. It's a spiral. Hmm. And that just visually changed it for me. And I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but like doing a cycle, okay, if you're doing it over and over and over again, yes, it's a cycle. But like, if you flip it, how is it affecting your life? Mm. Like, is it getting worse and worse and worse? Then it's a spiral. Well, because you can have cycles that you're repeating, but if you're repeating a, I'm drawing a circle. If you're repeating a circle, then it's like renewing itself kind of, right? Whereas if you're in a, 
a spiral. It's, it's like you're smaller. doing, yes. Yeah. And you're slowly repeating your circles, but downward. Yeah. There's just like a really interesting visual to me that has stuck with me. And I think about it so often. I think that I don't even think about thinking about it. I just kind of just like align that to situations like a circle spiral, cycle spiral. There's one more, like just one more Great. little touch base that I, or question, I guess, or whatever that I want to touch on before we wrap this up. And it's um, teaching our children and youth how and why boundary setting is necessary. Like, I think we have this really great opportunity to be a model for our kids and the youth in our lives. And to really just like, this is the expectation. The expectation is that you learn your boundaries and you set them and you communicate them. So I think that, um, I guess I don't really know if I have a question about that, that I just wanted to touch that on. And I think that as a mother learning my own boundaries and setting them and maintaining them is really only going to be beneficial to my child because Mm -hmm. he's watching me. He's learning what boundaries are. He's learning what they feel like for me and for him or for other people. And then hopefully that is a good example of him to set his own boundaries too. And obviously you have those conversations with your kids and and the youth in your life, but by being an example of a healthy boundary, I think is just setting up your children Mm -hmm. and the kids in your life for more success than maybe we had when we were kids or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think as a parent, it's like important to, I mean, I reflected my dad was so good at teaching me how to set boundaries um, and how to communicate those boundaries, which is funny. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but well, I'm maybe like, you've got it all right. Yeah, maybe, <sighs> maybe I'm the only one who knows and getting I sick in so. December is the key. Everybody <laughs> Bye, everybody in September. I mean, <laughs> December. Um, I think for me, um, we've been going over this with our eldest cause he's in grade two and we've been talking about boundaries and, you know, he'll come home and be like, Oh, this kid did this, or this is happening at school. And we really try to talk about like how to communicate Mm -hmm. and at the same time, how to teach him like what he can do in those moments to effectively set up those boundaries. So I think we're kind of learning alongside him. Right. And I think my husband, I'd be very, I'm now going to go home and ask him what he thinks about boundaries. Cause I think I don't even, I don't even actually, that's, I have no clue what he would say about them. So I think it's just, yeah, kind of to reiterate what you said, you know, as we grow and learn, we can like share that knowledge with our kids and yeah. So to our, all our listeners here, if you have any feedback or input on boundary setting or maybe a story you can share with us or an experience or something you've learned that's been really effective. We would love it if you shared that with us Um, and send us a DM. Send it. Let us know in the comments. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. If you want to go and subscribe to the podcast to follow it along on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you can hear it, that's always appreciated. And then, you know, if you liked it, feel free to give us a little rating. That always helps us out too. Five stars only, guys. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of the Her Podcast. If you want to follow along with us, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at its.her.podcast. We can't wait to see you there. Bye. 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 Adios.